0: Uh, devotees have dealt with it uh, uh, in, in different ways. For example, in the Krishna Sutra, I believe Jiva Goswami uh, speaks about like partial representations. Um, so it's kind of like it's there and it manifests in, in a more, let's say, the demon is there, but manifests in a more concrete form in the lila. So, kind of a shadow of that. So, if you take that um, perspective, that in other words, it, it can't manifest in the Prakat leela if it doesn't have some s- something there in the, in, in the Lila that leela um, that is its uh, seed, if you will. Then uh, you you can look, for example, at the descriptions in Great Bhagavatamrita that you refer to of Let's say Krishna um, dealing with the Kashi demon, who turns into a a pony for the cowherd boys to ride on, Um, (laughs) uh, you know, for for fun, whereas the sewer becomes, you know, a a willing uh, 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 puller of the bullock carts uh, and plowing the fields and whatnot. Um, So um, it it plays out differently, obviously, in the in the material world where the Leela is manifest, and and who knows, you know, who who plays those those roles, if you will, in different leelas, takes the role of barista and, and fills in that 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 role in the drama the role of, of Kashi, and then gets liberated and so forth, would be different than um, than. Um, how that plays out in detail, as I mentioned, but also who's the player. Let's say, for example, looking at the, the other side, we're looking at asuras and look at the devas. So according to the tantra, then player, for, for example, to Gotamiya Tantra, all the gods are there in Goloka. Hmm. Now, they're not like the gods here, Brahma, Shiva, and so forth, who are, who are Partial representatives have been divinity roles. There Their roles, or they are positions that are filled by different jivas who then become liberated and so forth. But the gods are there, and there are some uh, 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 expression of devotion, and and part of all that is required in a sense for the human-like Leela to take place. Hmm. So I believe that you have to have some of the elements that might bring about fear and uh, anxiety and so on and so forth for it to be human-like. And therefore, uh, Sanatana has explained it like that. And I think it corresponds with what Jiva Goswami says in, in Krishna Sandarbha. Um, without, you know, giving an example of how there's, there's a shadow of, of of them. Or, Prabhupada used to say that there are rumors of them, hmm? the demons. There's rumors. Um, the uh, of course Bhagavatamrita has. What Krishna goes to comes goes to Vrindavan goes to goes to Mathura for a couple of months and comes back. I think three months or something like that. It's also dealt with in Lagu Bhagavatamrita of, of Rupa Goswami um, there. So I think that the to the, the conclusion is that all of these kind of, really what we're talking about is feelings, hmm, um, are present. And they can be present also. Uh, we should understand the bhava of a particular devotee. Hmm, the bhava of a particular devotee that that turns into rasa. That that uh, that has a shape and a form. Has extensions of that also. Hmm? You could even consider the family an extension of the bhava of the devotee who attains bhakti rasa. And so, for individual devotees, also then um, uh, there may be representations or ways in which the effects, the emotional effects of negativity, for example, in the form of demons and and so forth, uh, arises, plays out, and um, becomes part of the the leela as he or she participates in it. So um, I think you can also, uh, for further reference, I think you can also find a similar idea um, with regard to the different ages of Krishna mm-hmm. so often Krishna is portrayed, of, portrayed as Nitya Kishore in the Aprakat Leela. Mm-hmm. whereas in the Prakat Lila he has the Kumar Lila and the Prakat Leela or excuse me the Poganda Lila and his Kishore Lila that means his childhood, his boyhood and his youth but um, um while the Kishore form of Krishna includes the excellences of Kumar and Poganda and is the fullest expression, if you will, of beautiful Krishna in in one sense. um, The Acharyas have written that um, all these ages are manifest in different Prakashas, different windows or uh, uh, visions of the Leela for different devotees that are happening. I've compared it sometimes if you go to like, you know, to some of the larger uh, airplanes on longer flights have this screen where you've got, you know, all these different movies playing all the time. Mm -hmm. And you can always click into one or another or another. So it's something like that. Uh, They're all playing themselves out. but different Acharyas have written in different ways about it. You can find ex- ex- uh, that explanation, I believe, in Krishna Sundarbha and also in uh, Vishwanath Chapati Thakur's Up um, Bhagavatamrita Khan, a small, book, short book. Um, he explains like that also. Ananda, in Nandavandavan Shampu, I believe, um, what is his name? Uh, Kavikarnapur. Posits only, only the Kishore Leela. And he also pretty much makes the Poganda Leela the same as the Kishore Leela in, in his work, merging them together. So um, so all the ages are there, all the feelings are there in some sense or, or another. I think that's the Siddhanta. Does that help? Okay. Koloka Vrindavan Kijai. Ki Kijai. Okay, and I forgot
1: to tell you that there are a number of questions today. Okay. And
0: we, okay. Have,
1: we have 87 people on the call so far. So, okay, yeah. So, um, okay. mute yourself.
2: Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I wanted to ask
0: the question about how to ask uh, proper questions. Because we have a a lot of questions. Just don't explain the question you're going to ask. Just ask the question. Okay. Sorry. Uh, 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 For a few times, I
2: heard on your lectures about uh, this example, how we are somewhere in Shopping Mall. And it is said, here you are, and there you like to go. So basically, I want to know, because everybody has Different questions that he would like to ask. How to choose from those questions which are appropriate questions for ourselves in a particular situation? For example, now I have some questions about spiritual sky, but basically, what is relevant for myself? What to ask? So, uh, on the other side, there are devotees that I noticed that they don't ever ask any question. Can you advance? And never this Pari uh, Prashnena. Uh, asking question uh to like activate in your spiritual life
0: well prophet said that he only had one question for his guru and that question was how can i serve you so if that's your attitude then certainly all the questions all doubts will be er eradicated um but uh questioning is encouraged of course and um whether you're, I think you're asking whether your question would be appropriate about the spiritual world or something like that. I mean, you, the best way to find out is to ask it and find out. Um, but if you're talking about the prayogia and the goal, you cite my example of the shopping mall. You go to the shopping mall, you look at the map, it says you are here and you want to go here and it shows it's over here. So both things are important, where you are now and where you want to go. And if you uh, uh, concentrate on where you want to go, without paying attention to where you are in terms of the steps you have to take to get there, well, you're never going to get there. So both are important. So if we go to your Vaishnavism, uh, we can locate ourselves within the developmental stages of bhakti, mm-hmm. given by Rupa Goswami, that you, that that Vishwan Vishnu Thapur has written a whole book about, for example, madhurya Kadambani, from the beginning of Shraddha to the faith uh, and Sadhu Sangha Association uh, practice and so on. Nishtha, Ruchi, Asakti, Baba so we can locate ourselves there and um, and with regard to the goal well, we know that uh, there are two prominent windows of opportunity that uh, have come to us through the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sankirtan and that is a particular type of Madhurya Rasa that we see uh, in Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami Jiva Goswami and, that, and 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 uh, that that is the closest a uh, thing to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is is pursuing. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pursuing the bhava of Radha. And through the through the the um, Radha dasyam, or sometimes referred to as Manjari Bhava, one can come as close as as as, as one could to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is personally experiencing. And then the Babu, of course, comes as the chief assistant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, especially with regard to dispensation, widely, and so forth, and he, of course, is Balaram, he's in Satyarasa. and so we find a current of Satyarasa also in in the the, uh, Godi Sampradaya. so uh, typically the devotees will uh, find themselves attracted to one or the other, or they may not find themselves in early stages attracted to either of them, but they may be thoughtful and intelligent and study the scriptures and understand um uh, um uh, perhaps where what what their own own guru's position is and just attach themselves to that hmm? which is fairly uh characteristic and that can kind of solve the prayojan tattva issue of where to go hmm? um and, uh, you know, do course practice of hearing and chanting and asking relevant questions, then, uh, that, 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 that will come more into focus. Um, now there are exceptions. The Gaudiya Sampradaya is very broad and very deep at the same time. So its breath will be such that, it will, that some Ram will come also, um, and Vaktas of other, of other avatars still left here in the material world waiting to be picked up, so to speak. And uh, the broad campaign of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pick them up and facilitate their attaining their ideal. And we find eternal associates from, for example, Ram Lila and former Murari Gupta was so prominent in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Lila wrote the first biography of on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he is uh, considered Hanuman in in uh, in Lila. So, um, but those are exceptions. Hmm. So does that help?
2: Yes, thank you very much.
0: Okay, next question.
1: Yes, and Pavanovaswami Swami reminded me to say how many questions there are. So we okay. have one, two, three, six more questions that we have to ask. So just to let you know. Um, Prem Das, unmute yourself.
0: Go ahead. I just have to plug in oh. my computer. Go ahead and I can hear you. Time for a station break. I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay.
1: Prem Das.
3: Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hi. Hi. Uh, Guru Maharaj, uh, in the 8th chapter of uh, Bhagavad Gita, in the verse 10, Krishna tells how to meditate on him. In the description uh, to this verse I read in his Paramatma feature, he both manifests the world and enters the heart, every soul. In uh, Bhagavad Gita, in chapter uh, 13, in the in verse 23, Krishna says, the superior purusha in the body, who witnesses, sanctions, maintains, and protects, is the supreme controller and enjoyer, and is called the Paramatma. So uh, my question is, uh, so is Krishna as Paramatma, simultaneously uh, situated in the material body and heart of the uh, soul? Could you comment on that?
0: Right. Well, Krishna, of course, is Bhagavan. So all manifestations of divinity are found in him. And all the manifestations of divinity outside of himself are partial expressions of all that we find in Krishna. Now, the Paramatma feature of, of Bhagavan is... Particularly distinguished from Bhagavan hmm, um, as a, as, a, as a feature it, itself. And I'm contrasting this with, for example, of Krishna manifesting as Balaram, as, uh, Dwarakesh sure. Krishna, Maturash Krishna, and so on and so forth. Um, the Paramatma presides over the material world. Hmm, there are three forms of the Paramatma: as the Mahavishnu who represents the idea that the whole cosmos is within Bhagavan. Then there's the idea of Garbhodakshaya Vishnu, which is that that the God is also present in every every manifestation of the cosmos and every universal manifestation in a multiverse kind of perspective. And then there's the the Garbhodakshaya Vishnu, and the Shirodakshaya Vishnu represents the idea that God is within uh, the Within the smallest particle of every of, of, of the material constituents, so the idea of Vishnu means really all-pervading, so he's all-pervading. And these are three ways of talking about his all-pervasiveness and so uh, uh, um, you're referring to the idea of the God within the heart, which would be a reference more to the judaksha Vishnu concept, hmm? the microcosmic you know representation of Vishnu. In every living being, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a particular manifestation of, of Krishna. Um, but the uh, the Paramatma's function is different than that of Bhagawan's. Mm-hmm. So Paramatma is a witness, functioning, presiding over material existence, um, and, um, and 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 Bhagawan is in sport, in lila, mm-hmm. in the power of Yom. Mm-hmm. Um, so their, their functions are, 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 are quite different. I mean, material world is a kind of a lila, we call it the shristi lila, the lila of creation, um, but it's quite uh, quite different than the niti leela of Krishna. So devotees of Krishna, in our Sampradaya, in the Gaudiya Sampradaya, they um, yearn and long to enter the leela of Krishna. So they, their fixation is not on the Paramatma feature, really. It's, their fixation is on on Bhagawan, and to the extent that they are actually preoccupied with Bhagawan, that means Bhagawan's in their heart. This is a we're talking about it in a in a metaphorical way, not in a physical way. Hmm? Um, and, and and the same holds true with Paramatman. To say that God is in the heart physically, Paramatman, as the scriptures sometimes say, is is, a, is just a way of talking about. Paramatma, so that one could conceptualize mentally and focus on the paramatma feature mm-hmm. really he's everywhere mm-hmm. he's all pervasive um, so uh, so God is is is, uh, is is in the heart in one sense for those who want him to be there <laughs> And for those who don't, aren't interested, he's, he's for all intents and purposes not there, even though he's everywhere. Hmm. Um, and so with regard to Krishna, who's our deity, or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then we, you know, we give our heart and we give ourselves to him. It means that he takes the place of the Paramatma. He becomes the Lord of our heart. This is this is especially the realization that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expressed in his in the stage of Ruchi, where he says, nadanam nadanam I don't have any need for any anything of the world. Nadanam nadanam Not not not, not I don't need, I don't need an emotional relationship. I don't need money. I don't need followers. I don't nadanam nadanam Neither I have any need for the for the Isha of the world of the Jagat of the Paramatma. Hmm? He says, but Mama um, Janmani Bhakti Rahi tikitoi. I only want bhakti. Life after life, I'm not even concerned with transcending birth and death. I only want bhakti. And bhavatat bhakti, he says, janmani bhakti. So he he, he he replaces, if you will, the Paramatma who presides over the material world and material desires with Bhagavan, the Pranishwar, the Lord of his heart and, and, and life, which is for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu versus Krishna. So, am I answering your question? Does that answer your question? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Hare Krishna. So, Krishna speaking generally there. Know to to people in general it's the general teaching. The Paramatma is in everyone's heart, it's in every atom, he's in every atom, he's everywhere, and so forth. But then within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, you know, we're looking at that truth and the more of the truth as well that I've brought into the picture. So we should think that Krishna's in our heart. Hmm. That was Godadhar told that to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was searching for Krishna. He said, Christian's in your heart, don't worry. Then he began to tear apart his chest. So try to become like that. Okay, next question. Nice to see you, too.
1: Okay. Um, Swami, you have question, a couple questions on your end.
0: Right, I... Uh, I wrote about this recently. I think that um, one way to deal with this this question, which is is an interesting question, of course, uh, the idea being that, uh, well, God transcends all cultures. uh, So there's sometimes some, um, well, at any rate, so, uh, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation, as I've said before, is both broad and it's deep. So, with regard to the breadth, um, there's relativity. And um, that would refer to the Yugavatar feature of Bhagavan, which itself is a relative idea. As Bhagavad said, time is one of the things uh, in history that are, uh, are relative. So, in the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Uh, devotees lived in a puranic cosmology cosmographic cosmological uh perspective a very extraordinary person appeared amongst them and they located him on their map the puranic map with yuga cycles and everything so he was the Kali yuga avatar Hmm. now if you don't live in that uh puranic uh perspective and you live in a modern perspective well, it would be hard to make a case for its Kali Yuga uh, from the modern historical perspective. And, um, uh, and, and But that doesn't mean you can dismiss Chaitanya mahaprabhu the embodiment of ecstasy that he was. Somehow you have to explain him. Hmm? And somehow, if you have any sense, you have to take take, uh, take um, um uh, They'll really take shelter of him because everyone's seeking happiness, you can find a happier person mm-hmm. as I say he's the there's no person in the secular world what to speak of even in the religious world that uh, that speaks more through example of the life of ecstasy than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. so as much as we're all seeking happiness mm, in one sense in, in, in bliss in everything that we do. Um, then this person has to be taken seriously. You can call him whatever you want to call him, but, <laughs> but, um, and of course, and he's preoccupied with the mytho historical, uh, Krishna, who we can't entirely locate and, and verify the details of his life historically, hmm? um, as they're described in the Bhagavad Purana, but the Bhagavad Purana is a description arising out of the, the meditative, uh, consideration of Krishna Leela on the part of Vyas and the implications and so on and so forth. So um, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu makes makes uh, Krishna and Krishna Leela real, if you will. And he's a historical person, however you want to look at him. But there's two sides to him, you know, the inner side and the outer side. The outer side is broad, he's the Kali Yuga avatar. Um, so along with Kali Yuga, how many other things are relative and I'm really shocking somebody, perhaps, but but I, I, uh, things are relative about uh Chaitanya and that's and what's essential and what's what's the deep deep side. So um, you know, to take it to, to a more uh, directly related to your question, perhaps um, uh, there are questions of what, what we what, what do we have to become Indians. To become krishna conscious it's, it's kind of like the question um what parts of indian culture do we have to ad- ad- adopt do we have to do, do women have to wear saris do men have to wear dotis you know there's a there's a ongoing discussion about that that's out out and about and so forth and i think that the answer to that is that from the broader perspective what to wear in the present that will make you feel comfortable for practicing Krishna consciousness in the culture that you're in. And from the point of view of attracting others or sharing your disp- dispensation of Mahaprabhu with others, um, what you might wear, that's a relative consideration. Mm-hmm. And that's falls under the, the breadth of Godi Vaishnavism. So you can choose whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that's generally a question for householders because for sannyasis they can go naked hmm? there's there's no rule for them what they should wear whatsoever they have no rule what they should wear hmm? that's the truth about the the, the the what it really means as a sannyasi and the example is Sugude, of course he, he didn't wear anything hmm? so uh, so for householders you know, what what to wear well you know you wear what, what, what you feel comfortable with now you know certain at the same time certain clothes represent certain things hmm? right certain clothes are, are 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 worn in order to attract people sexually i i that's not something that that, that a wants to do hmm? to put out sexual you know vibes if you will or attract uh, uh you know beyond uh you know Certain limit a young lady or young man wants to attract the opposite sex to a point, and, and then marry and have a family and so forth. You know, some place for that. You, you don't you know, make yourself look ugly, but but some clothes are obviously you know just for attracting the opposite sex and for sex and nothing else. So clothes have meaning and purpose, right? Um, and and um, and I think that the from a, to use something from Indian culture and philosophy to answer this type of question, I would say, we're something Hmm? that that is not like promoting bodily consciousness, Hmm? overtly, Uh, if if that makes you feel comfortable. Um, And if other people of the culture, you know, will uh, uh, be attracted to that. I mean, there's clothes for everything. So if you go jogging, you wear you wear certain clothes for jogging. If you do yoga, there's clothes for, for yoga. Hmm? Uh, when I was a kid anyway, I'd go to church, you wore your best clothes to church on Sunday. You didn't just wear any old thing. Hmm? So to have a uniform for church or for sadhana, you know, th- 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 there's a there's a there's a place for that. Um, and it doesn't have to be for a woman asart, it doesn't have to be a dhoti for a man. Uh, Necessarily, um, uh, um, so with regard to the breath, that's one thing—the breath of Chaitanya Mahaparv. There's some relativity there. With regard to the depth, then the depth means it gives us an opportunity to enter into the leela, and the descriptions of the leela are very—they're—they're they're fairly precise, and and they're—they're they're precise for a reason because they—they they give us something concrete to visualize meditatively. Hmm? And uh, the descriptions are very Indian. Krishna's wearing a dhoti. Hmm? His friends are similarly dressed. And uh, and the dress of Krishna is an, is an Udipana for uh for for, for Bhakti Rasa. Hmm? Um and so uh we can't we can't you know think of the Leela that everybody's naked or something so to, to make them not part of any particular culture. The way I look at it is that. That we live on one planet, it's called Earth, and in one place on the Earth, Krishna appeared and performed his leelas. we call that India. Why should that be different? It's, it's part of your, your, your Earth. You're an Earthling, and it, it, if you go to New York, you're going to get New York part of Earth. If you go to Argentina, you're in Buenos Aires, you're going to get Buenos Aires part of Earth. If you go to India, you're going to get India part. And included in that is the whole story of Krishna, the whole Leela of Krishna. The idea uh, came, came out of there. So it's you know, it's an important place. And it's and out of the idea, a whole culture, it, it's coming out of a particular culture uh, in, in a sense, or manifesting within a particular culture. So we kind of look at that culture as, as kind of a partial manifestation of that reality that transcends it is that, in a sense, and more, or we could say, well, Krishna appeared in India. He's described in meditative poetic verse uh, by our acharyas. Um, those are the best descriptions we have of details of the absolute in a form that we can have a relationship with as a friend, as a lover, which you can't find in any other other tradition. And those descriptions are empowered. Um, we say that, that they don't do do justice to the experience of bhakti rasa, it's more than that, but they are empowered descriptions that uh, coming from devotees in, in bhava, hmm, expressing their bhava as best they can in poetry, and those, those should be taken seriously, so that's internal. So internally, I will think, I don't want to dress like that. <laughs> hmm. If we meditate on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lila, it's clear how he dressed and how his associates dressed. If I want to be a Brahmin boy and serving the in rasa in in Guhrlila, I want to put on a white dhoti and and, 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 and fold it in three different places, three, three different places, hmm? as he's beautifully described in uh, in um, Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm? Um, uh, behold the beauty of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with his dhoti threefold. Um, and so forth. Uh, so, the um, Atma Dhyan given in uh, Dyan Chandra's work uh, uh, finds the sadhaka meditating on himself in that form, like in a white dhoti, is, is a Brahmin boy projecting himself into the Leela. So, that's internal, hmm? internal. But, you know, if you would like Indian culture, hmm, and you like Bengal culture, like I do, (laughs) then you're gonna incorporate uh, more of it. Mm -hmm. But it's true that just adapting elements of Indian culture, um, let's give another example. Um, Well, any example, but um, just by adapting Indian culture, which is a changing thing in itself. But I mean, if you try to look back to the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for example, for it's a life of a sadhaka, how people were conducting themselves. We take essential things uh, from there. And there may be good things that manifest in our particular culture as well, that we can incorporate and and so forth. So you have to be a little dynamic about it. You ask me which things are culture, which things are well spiritual, well, that's depends. Hmm. For some person it could be to wear a dhoti is is spiritual and essential because it serves that that devotee very well in terms of his practice and uh for another it may not so it's not like necessarily one size uh fits all and so that's kind of a it's a big subject but that's a, a somewhat of an answer i guess i hope it helps Okay, yeah, but Maros, Mar- 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 you can maybe follow up on that with the dossier, if need be.
1: I, don't th- I think she, she did simultaneously the whole thing. So she heard it all. Um, so-
0: a explanation.
1: That was a very nice answer, incorporating all sides and synthesizing it. That was really good.
3: Maros?
2: You want to unmute yourself and ask your question? Those, uh, I want to ask uh,
0: what is uh, nowadays the best uh, way how to conduct the preaching? The best way Should to conduct the preaching nowadays. Yes. Okay, in any time, in any days, the best way to conduct the preaching is by your example. Hmm? So, Chaitanya who could be a better preacher than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Hmm? And if you study him, you will see that his main way of teaching was by example. So the more you are practicing what you preach, the more power it will have. And if preaching is successful, it will result in spiritual development in your personal life. So you you preach to purify yourself, this should be your, your view. I'm going to speak to others about Krishna and I'm going to listen to what's coming out of my mouth that I'm telling them. Hmm? And I'm going to think, I'm saying this myself. I should be doing this. Hmm? Hmm? Then then the preaching will be very, very effective because as you do it and you put it into practice, hmm, then the results come and people will see this is an attractive ideal. This person is fulfilled. Uh, happy generous he has all the good qualities and, and so on and so forth so this is essential otherwise any we come up with different strategies in different countries and different cultures and different times and different places and they may be useful to a point in a certain point they may lo- no longer be useful as times change and so on and so forth i'm not sure which country you're from what age group you know you're going to preach to uh necessarily if any um, so it could be it could be different, but I think that this is a very important principle that's that's often missed in in, in today's uh, community of Gaudiya Vaishnavism internationally. There's sometimes an emphasis on preaching, even at the cost of personal development. Some idea that by bringing other people, hmm, you're going to be saved without doing the work yourself. Something like that. No, you have to do the work yourself. So preach by example. That is my um, main answer to you. Um, otherwise, I think that what's important in the world overall for preaching is that we need more uh, theology. That means we need more persons who are actually capable of reasoning about the implications of the scripture in light of the times in which we live and writing about Gaudiya of in that way. Bringing new insight, new light, and so forth. We need more persons um, who are uh, capable of doing that um, and are not shy to uh, express realizations and 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 devotees who understand the difference between details and principles. We need devotees, leading devotees, to be freed from the past so to speak um, and and being um, cowered down by things that have been said in the past don't necessarily, necessarily pertain to the present and even to their immediate progress, but they keep them in place as if they're a law. Uh, this is a problem. So there's a problem, <laughs> what I'm saying, with the community at large uh, for preaching. Um, Uh, otherwise for yourself you're a young man i mean you want to share your thoughts with other people and so forth um you know you have to start you have to create a teachable moment Mm -hmm. Uh, you know so if people aren't interested well you you have to really listen and see are they interested are they listening to what i say or are they just waiting for me to finish because they're not taking it in so you you know you want to create a teachable moment or look for a teachable moment Mm -hmm. Um, you have something valuable said in the bible don't throw pearls before the swine before pigs so uh wait for a teachable moment create a teachable moment Hmm. people have some interest they inquire you answer and sometimes saying a little less is is more than they're thinking what else is there if you overload them with so many things they may not want to see you next week so it's a broad answer i hope it helps Thank you for asking them. And nice to Thank meet you. you. Thank
1: you. Okay. Um, we have two questions in the chat. Sharada is the first one. Um, do you want to read that yourself, Gumaraj, or do you want? Oh, let me see. She's up on the top of the chat. Sort of, not, yeah.
0: I see Janardan Dodds. I see Max.
1: Oh, yeah, she's right above Janardan.
0: Yeah, that's not coming on my screen. Okay. So you want to read so, that?
1: Yeah. Um, Hi, Bob. I have a question that can always wait. Okay, I read till the end. Okay, it's concerning devotional songs. Can we find out what devotional songs are bona fide and what are purely bhajans, which have not been used in scripture? or by the Acharyas. The following song was written in my birthday card by my dad, who sings these with his sitar, called Nara Hari Narayan. Purushottam hitam akil...
3: She's on, okay. Sharada? Akila Naranjana Abhigata Abhinashi
0: sudana Jagat Jagapati Jagabandhana Matarapati Murari Rajake Nivashi Tam Nara hari Narayana
4: Sorry about the pronunciation. <laughs> it's just an example because you, you did mention that in you know certain mantras which describe Krishna
3: Leela
0: are at a higher level um, and that should be used more, um, and I was just wondering if it's the same about songs, is it oh. is it important that we have, we we use authorised, so-called authorised songs or well, can we still use have these songs for smaranam? Um, you nam know? yeah, there are different kinds of songs uh, in different types of kirtan so it would seem that the kirtan that your we father was saying is a nam kirtan, it's full of names of God hmm? right? Hmm. Purushotam,
4: yeah.
0: Uh, I forget all, all of them. Um, so, uh, yeah. no harm in Nam Kirtan. At the same time, we will, as Goldie, as we will sing the names of the, the names that we will choose to sing about are the names that really pertain to our uh, describing Krishna in terms of our ideal, mm, or in at least Krishna in Brudge. Mm. So. For example, uh, we mm. don't typically chant the name Narayan, mm, although it's not a bad thing.
4: Mm, mm.
0: But Krishna. That's right. Yeah. With, with you know, uh, you yeah. All these names. So in our Gaudiya Sampradaya, and you, you, there's a very strong sense that Krishna is not Krishna, or doesn't exist, if you will, without his devotees and grudge. They are all his group Shakti. Mm? So they are the love, and he is the loved, and you can't have one without the other. So the names of Krishna often include his relationship with different devotees and so forth. So you can find that kind of a Nam Kirtan, for example, in the writings of Bhakti Vinod, who wrote so many songs. And of course, he's, the, he's like the founder of our Sampradaya, so there's a place to turn. And also the songs of Narottam Thakur are very prominent in, in the whole of the Gaudi Sampradaya. Hmm. So we we tend, most of the songs that you'll see uh, sung in Gaudiya Sampradaya are from probably Narottam Thakur and in our particular party bar from Narottam from and from Bhagavad Gita That doesn't mean there aren't other songs. There are, but if we keep just a simple way our focus on the Brajlila, there are gonna be songs that contain names from there. And then there are gonna be songs uh, that describe the leelas there also hmm? or the leelas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm? so there would be leela kirtan and, and those are all good I mean there are so many the hmm? Padabali you know there's the 3,000 poems songs there you should translate it here Bengali half Bengali so <laughs> does that help Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. Of yeah. mm-hmm. Terrible. Thank you.
1: Um, okay, the next question is Paminava Swami, it's uh, there's a question in the chat from Gorhari Das from Brazil. Could you um can you see that? Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, simply put, the goal of sadhana bhakti is bhava bhakti. And the goal of bhava bhakti is, is prema bhakti. And prema is the prayojan. Hmm. So we do bhakti only for bhakti, not for anything else. But bhakti in apprenticeship, so to speak, is sadhana bhakti, which is bhakti, the youngest of bhakti performed with the senses. It's not necessarily uh, generated by by spiritual emotion. When we go through the motions, if you will, of performing the angas of bhakti with our senses, with our body, in due course, spiritual emotion will arise. That's called bhava. When we enter into bhava bhakti, now we've reached the goal of sadhana bhakti. And now our bhakti is both active with the senses and emotive, external and internal. But now the, the 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 external activities are all driven by spiritual emotion rather than by good reasoning or just following an example of someone has the emotion that I'm attracted to, um, and so forth. And then there's a sadhana that continues, if you will, in the stage of Bhava Bhakti, which is churning the bhava, cultivating the bhava, hmm? which is uh, its not a hard thing to do. It's a natural thing to do. Hmm?
2: It's
0: a little harder to go through the motions with your senses without any feeling for it. Um, you get a little feeling, but I mean to be driven by feelings and other things. So anyway, the bhava bhakti is a churning of the bhava that is a ray, metaphorically speaking, of the sun of prema. And that uh, intensification of the bhava, stai bhava combined with other bhavas becomes preem. Hmm? And in a, in, a, in a general sense, we say preem is the preogen. So preem is the preogen of all stages of bhakti, but you can say, as I mentioned, that the goal of sadhana bhakti is bhava bhakti and the goal of bhava bhakti is preem. hope that helps.
1: Okay, um,
4: Tadas, you want to ask a question? You have time? okay? I Krishna Maharaj. I have a question. What is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I have heard many times in your lectures and also in Prabhupada lectures uh, about. Um, He's complained that uh, um, Westerns—they like to to change everything too much. Uh, then there is a, a issue with a uh, um, with uh changed uh, books in in in. Uh, I don't know if that is an issue, but it's it's you know like uh, some time ago, I, it was like a big thing. Maybe now it is also um, so in in the in the light of, of, of this, I would like to ask you, so um, in one of your lectures you mentioned that actually the mantra that we are, are chanting, it is, you know, changed in the others, like it should be, it was before Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare, and then Hare Krishna and then for some in, in upanishads and then for some reason it was changed for the hari krishna and and at the beginning and you say that it is it doesn't matter because um you know when you chant it it just becomes you know the rolling and it, it doesn't matter what is the beginning but the question would be so why then it was changed why it was the need of the change. Why Why it was not uh, as the same as uh, in Upanishads? And uh, if it is okay to chant, you know, originally, and if there are any difference in chanting, you know, with beginning, like with the result of, of the mantra, if, if there is any different
0: uh, um, right. results. First of all, I think when Prabhupada was frustrated with the, the, need, the need as he proceeded of the Western devotees to change things all the time, it's somewhat of an Eastern orientation where there's a more of an acceptance of imper- impermanence. Hmm? Eastern thought and worldview is more pervaded by a sense of the inevitable impermanence, um, which then does not... Uh, to the same extent give impetus for change and improvement and so forth. Um, the West is is is, is, is not as, is, is always wants to improve things. It's very much a Raja, Raja Guna kind of a, you know, culture improve, 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 improve. And a, a more, you know, a sattvic perspective as well, you know, you can only improve it so much, it's impermanent. Um, it's not a la- necessarily lazy, but, uh, there's there's happiness in and content contentedness that arises from accepting the, the fact of impermanence. Hmm. Uh, so, anyway, that's just a broad uh, answer of what you know how, how he was thinking. Um, but um, with regard to your question, the mantra. The fact of the matter is, there are two versions of the Kali and Upanishad and the mantras one version is it, it it has Hari Ram Hari Ram Ram Hari Hari first. And the other person says, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare So I don't think anybody changed anything. Hmm? Sometimes people say, Chaitanya Mahabhu took the Kali Santurama Upanishad na mantra of 16 syllables hmm? for Kali Yuga. It begins with Hari Ram and change it to start with Hare Krishna because the common people are not said to be able to chant the the the, the Vedas. Uh, and so he turned it into, changed it so that, that everybody could chant. I mean, some people make an argument like that. Um, um, whether it's as accurate or not is 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 uh, is nobody can uh, nobody can say. And I, again, there are two versions of the Upanishad, and the mantra appears one way and one and one. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu may have been drawing from the one that had the, the Hare Krishna first. But really, these are just names of God. Hmm. Now, there is a formula to it. Yes, it's 16 syllables. It, it, it is a numb mantra. But again, again, if you chant it, uh, the idea is to be absorbed in the chanting so that there is no beginning and there is no end. So there won't be a different result if you start with Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram, ram hari, hari 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 Krishna, Hari Krishna, 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 Hari Hari, um, necessarily. But we follow the way that our Sampradayas. It, it, it is it is is chanting to the whole Gaudiya Sampradaya, who are the is the Sampradaya that is promoting the Hare Krishna Maha mantra worldwide, <laughs> uh, begins with Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So there's no need to question why whether it works. It works. Hmm? Would it work chanting Hari Ram? Yes, it would. Hmm? So hope that helps. Okay, so.
1: Yeah, so time's up. But thank you. I'm just a reminder that next Sunday you're giving a class on Gopal Bhatta Goswami for his disappearance oh, day. Okay. Yes. So um, no yeah. questions and answers next week. We'll have a class at the same time. So we look forward to everyone joining us. And I
0: should say one other thing because you asked for news, and something did come in to me this morning. It was very good news that I should report, and that is that. Um, um, the devotees in Poland have, have completed the translation of my Bhagavad Gita, and, uh, um, and they're going to be publishing that shortly with the hopes that it'll be a popular edition of the text in Poland. So far, they've, they've done uh, aesthetic Vedanta, I think Shikshastukam, Gopal Tapani, uh, Bhagavad Gita, so there's a competition between I see
1: Competition, good. Latin
0: America, between Europe and Latin America. <laughs> Americans have come out with a couple of three books now recently. So, so I was happy to hear that. Uh, it's very, very heartening. So, I want to share it with all of you. That's very, yeah, awesome. very good news. Hare go?
1: Krishna. And somebody asked about the link for next Sunday, same link as today. So, okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gumraj. Wonderful, wonderful answers. From, and I hope you feel better. Oh, he's gone. So hope he feels better. I hope everybody feels better and stays well, as well as we can in the world we live in today. Yeah. Sure. Oh, Nanda, Oh, yeah. I, I I actually sent you um, a couple emails explaining what happened. Okay. Okay. No, it's my fault. It was my fault. Okay. All right. Bye. So, Good to see everybody. Hare Krishna.
3: Hari Krishna.